Welcome to the Meat and Poultry Podcast. This podcast is your online portal to hear from experts in the industry about the latest news, trends, technologies, and people in the world of meat and poultry processing. For the Meat Poultry Podcast, I'm Ryan McCarthy, Digital Media Editor. Mike Sloan, owner of the Fulton and Herman Worst House, wants to give people hands-on experiences in the meat industry. He's continued to develop sausage-making classes at his Herman location and now at his new Fulton, Missouri location about 40 miles away. That's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to Mike for this episode of the Meat and Poultry Podcast. Mike takes us through what it's been like taking on a second location and why he felt like it was the right time. During the interview, he discussed how he will bring on an established meat processor. Next, we dive into how Herman Wursthouse works with the rest of the local wine tourism in Herman, Missouri. Later on, we discuss the experience Mike tries to build on each customer that steps into the Wursthouse, so they will stick around and learn more about meat in Missouri. Take a listen to our conversation with Mike Sloan. The big question to start with, Mike, uh, why did you feel like this was the right time for you guys at Herman Worst House to bring on another location in Fulton? What kind of went into that decision? Yeah. So, um, you know, 10 years ago, I would have never, ever, ever thought about getting back or, or having a second location or getting back into the slaughter, harvest, processing side of the meat business, although that's where I started out when I was eight or nine years old. And so, but you know, every decade is a little different, things change. And uh, so I always kind of kept in touch in the back of my mind that maybe, maybe someday, don't ever, you know, everybody tells me, don't ever say never. And uh, I've heard that over and over again, and, and that's what happened. But with the last three years, with the pandemic struggles that's been going on, and, you know, we, we've survived that, lived through that, and, you know, things will never be the same. And they told us that, I mean, you were hearing that from the, from the, from the experts at the beginning of COVID that things will never be like they were. And I think they were probably pretty accurate. Things will never be like they were. So with, with the disruptions in the food chain and or the meat chain and or the toilet paper chain or whatever you want to look at it is the shorter the chain, the less likely the breakage should be. So I've been looking at this company that I eventually bought for about two years negotiating and I'd walk away from the table. The other people would walk away from the table and then we'd always come back to the table and, and, and give or take and whatever. So finally it happened, you know, on, on December the 28th or January 1st, I can't remember what day it was, but it finally happened. So that was my goal. I mean, I, I want to, I want to be able to have my own chain network of, of, of meat source not have to depend on someone else uh, because my, my thought process, Ryan, was that the biggest meat processors in the world, and we know who those folks are, you know, they'll, they'll always sell to the, they'll always sell to the biggest retailers in the world. Right. And we know who the, we know who those folks are. And uh, Herman Worsthouse is not on that, it's not on that list. So if, if things happen again, I want to be able to be in position to have my own meat source so at the other facility in Fulton, we will be able to harvest and slaughter and then do everything 
do some of those things that we're not doing at the Herman location. But by, by killing and harvesting at the Fulton location and transporting whatever I would need to the Herman location, as well as using it at the Fulton location, um, is going to be advantageous to me if, if this ever happens again. So that was kind of my, my thought process. Sure. What What's the things or uh, animals you're going to focus on at the Fulton one compared to what you guys normally do at the Herman one? Kind of break down how you're looking at put using these two businesses together. Yeah. So at the Fulton location, we, we will have, there's three businesses there. One is a kill and process. It's a separate building. And then there's another building, which is the retail, retail meat market and, and a restaurant business. So there's three businesses there under two roofs. So at that Fulton location, it's going to be more of a, just a kill cut. And, and we'll do all the further processing of summer sausage, bacon, jerky, snack sticks, et cetera, at the Herman location. Okay. And, and for you, Mike, is, is the size of this place in Fulton, is it similar to your guys' size? I know you, I've seen before you have about 12,000 square feet where you guys are at in Herman. Can you take me through kind of the size of this place and, and how big yeah. it's, it's going to be? So, so the, the, there's three buildings and plus there's 12 acres there that, uh, just a little less than 12 acres that I purchased. So the three buildings that start with the slaughter side, uh, the three, the building that has the processing killing, um, has capacity for about 350 hogs in the cooler. So the 350 hogs, Matt, you know, about a hundred beef max. Um, so that kind of tells you the size of it. And that, and the processing rooms are, are equal to the, the cooler size. So a cooler, a cooler and a freezer kind of dictates how much you're going to, how much you're going to, how much you can do, how much the size is. So if you don't have the cooler or the freezer space, it's, it's out of whack. So about 300 head, we're going to start out at 300 head. Um, I mean, it's open now and we're, we're doing custom work. And I'm going to be under shortly, I hope within 40 days under state inspected at that facility. And then next year after a year of state, I want to, I want to apply for CIS. Right. So that, so that the Herman location is now state that I've been applied for CIS and accepted for CIS at the Herman location. But I want both locations under CIS so they're compatible. The, the restaurant side of the business We'll seat about 155 people, indoor and outdoor seating on the patio. And then, and then the rest of that facility is a retail with about, let's see, about 30, uh, about 35 feet of meat case, fresh cuts, smoked products, bacon, snack sticks, whatever, steaks. And then I also have the warehouse, which is warehouse of all my dry products. And that's actually a third building. And so that's about 6,000 square feet on the, on the warehouse. So, so the campus makes up about 12 acres, three buildings, a big parking lot. Um, you know, we're on, we're on city utilities, city sewer, um, that type of thing. So it's actually, you know, bigger, bigger than what the Herman location is. And, and population size, Herman location is 2,000 people. Um, but we have a large tourism industry right. in Herman and in Fulton, 
Fulton is a city of about 13,000 people, a couple of colleges in town. So I think, and uh, I'm, I'm getting a better, better feel for the employment um, situation of Fulton because the colleges and a, a larger group of people to pick from for employment. And also the Fulton location on a highway busy 54 between Jefferson City, state capital of Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, home of MU, Tigers, and then Lake Ozark traffic. So Lake Ozark should be a lot of boaters and recreation people on the weekends. Sure. So we're right in the middle of all that. We're gonna we're gonna capture we're gonna capture some of those people. Can you tell me a little bit about or our audience a little bit about how big the the wine tourism is for you at Herman and how that incorporates everything that you guys are trying to do and now supplementing it with this big uh, acquisition at Fulton too? Yeah. So I, I think there's a big, uh, at the Fulton location, there's a, there's a market there to have tourism in the Fulton facility. And so there's buses going up and down the interstate and we're going to capture some of those buses. Fulton is not quite the tourism town that Herman is because Herman has more of the wine industry, but uh, Fulton has quite a bit of history. Um, you know, there's, there's a memorial there to Winston Churchill, uh, downtown Fulton has the streets that are still in uh, Abers, uh, old old town Fulton, where you can walk or drive across. It's it's all paved. I mean, it's paved with brick. Yeah, uh, old old world brick. So that's always interesting. There's always a lot of foot traffic, and we're just a few few you know blocks from all that. So there's there's potential there. The potential in Herman is well established. Um, buses. The wineries, I mean, and I got distillery beside me. I got a winery beside me. I got a brewery beside me. I got an ice cream shop beside me. And I got the Amtrak cross street. So all I got to do is Herman. I mean, I'm not sound like I know it all, but I just got to maintain it. Right. Just maintain it in Herman. It's established. And so I, I need to, and I will, bring some of the bus traffic to the Fulton location. If they're not driving to Herman, they're traveling down I-70 or I-44, especially I-70. I'm six miles from I-70. And I, I can pull buses off of I-70. So they come in for a pit stop or a meal or, or, a, or a, you know, a side trip or whatever. Yep. So that's that's my goal. And I've been, I've, been, I've been pretty successful at that. I think I can continue to do that. But the Fulton location has a great um, – I've seen it already just after – 45 days, they get a really nice, nice uh, activity from local people. Um, so I, I feel like I've got the local people, and that's going to continue to grow. And then I just need to work on the buses and tourism on the on the Fulton side. And 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 I promote that because I, you know I enter all these contests, and sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. You know we compete in Germany, Missouri is next week a contest map, and the national in in Cal. Uh, Carolina. So I use all those awards to promote each business through press releases and in-store samples and, and whatever I can do to sell the product. No, absolutely. We're, we're well, well aware of you here in Kansas City. We always uh, know everything about that. I've, we've stopped in there before and, and love everything about your guys' product. Um, I, yeah, yeah uh, I wanted to talk to you real quick, Mike. Um, 
how your time splits now, you know, this, I'm looking at Google maps and checking it out. It's like about 50 minutes between Herman and Fulton. How, yeah. what, what, what do you, how do you balance that now a little bit? Yeah. So I like the 50 minute drive. That's my downtime. Okay. That's my windshield time and I'll, I'll eat my lunch, a soda, a bag of chips. But you know, I'm, I'm spending my days. My days are always 12, 14 hours. Um, so it's still 12 and 14 hours. I'm just adding a 50 minute drive in there somewhere. Uh, and I don't mind that drive. Um, I, so I'm spending half my day in Herman, half my day in Fulton. How important was it for you to keep a lot of what was going on at the Fulton place? I, I was reading in the uh, press release a lot about that and incorporating that while you're still trying to make a new worst house out of it too. Take me through that, that mindset of, you know, keeping some of the traditions that they had, but you're, you want to shape it to your vision too. Yeah. So prior to me buying this, and I said I was negotiating for a couple of years or so, and I would, I would spend a lot of time up there, even though I was not an owner and I would go up there and I would help out. I would do whatever I can knowing that my end result was to become an owner of it. And so I, I spent a lot of time in that facility watching, seeing, figuring out what worked, what didn't work, what we could fix, what we could change, what, what, what people are going to expect when they come in every time. So, and then taking that aspect of it and adding some of, some of the German themed uh, foods, you know, uh, keeping the barbecue that they had, but, you know, not only barbecue brisket, but adding a barbecue German, German bologna sandwich type thing, or a barbecue German Reuben, which is, you know, my, 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 my German Bologna is a grand champion three or four times or whatever. And, and then we take that sandwich, put it on the outdoor uh, barbecue, and we barbecue it, uh, open it up a little bit, give it some more bark on it, and then we put it on a sandwich, and then we add some Reuben, Reuben meat to it, a little bit of kraut. So taking what they had, but then adding to it. Um, so I don't want to change a whole lot, but we're going to change a little bit. Uh, too much change at past is not good. Got to do small changes, um, but we do have like a German buffet. We have a meat lovers buffet in the restaurant. We have a seafood buffet. So those seafood buffets will stay on 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 Wednesday because of of Ash Wednesday and also on Friday nights with Flint coming in. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on a little bit, Mike, uh, is. I was listening to something that you did for the University of Missouri, uh, I think during the pandemic, and you talked a lot about your, you're trying to create an experience a lot of times when people come to these places. Can you talk about how much thought you put into that and like giving a place for all these people to experience it? And then you, you obviously have a great product too, but that the experience is what you try to create with these places too. Yeah, you're exactly right. You got to have a great product, but, but the experience starts at the door. I mean, that, that starts at the door. You can't wait 10 minutes and then and then try to give them a good experience. Because you may lose them for the first 10 minutes. They may be, they may be gone 60 seconds. Sure. So we try to promote that at the door. So how do we do that? You know, I, I, I do a lot of different things and a lot of different hats, but my best days is when I'm at the door. Um, I'll, I'll get a bar still set at the door, whether it's Herman or Fulton. Now, I can't be at both places. But as I, as I do that, I put someone else to be at that door. And, you know, when they come in, good morning, folks, good afternoon, folks, shopping or eating. 
and and then they say shopping, or then you can say, hey, today's our in-store specials. You buy five packages of broth, six packages free, whatever. And or if they say they're eating, and you tell them what the what the eating menu is, what the special is. And sometimes they come in and say, you know, you shopping or eating. They say, well, we're here for both. You know, then the answer is, oh, that's the right answer. Right. You know, we tell them. And then they kind of laugh a little bit. So, but once they get in the store, we we got them at the store. We the first ten seconds we got them, and then we have samples throughout the store, both locations. And so it's all of that, plus the awards, plus the smell that you have inside the store when you got hanging meat on the on the ceiling, rafters. They got country hams hanging, summer sausages hanging, and people get out their cameras and take pictures because they've never seen bacon hanging like that or hams. And then at the Herman location, of course, they have the meat vending machines out front by the door. And, and you know, they honestly get to take more than Grand Canyon. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, but I, won't, I won't do meat vending machines at the Fulton location because it's just not the right location for sidewalk activity. But, but the Herman, act, Herman sidewalk activity is, is, is probably the best sidewalk activity in the, in the entire county as far as people holding hands and walking up and down the street. Yeah, definitely. Um... You know, and I saw one of the things that you're you're well known for, and like I said, you you've done this at AMP is a lot of these sausage making classes, and you're going to bring them to Fulton too. Does that kind of remain a, a big part of you bringing in loyal customers and spread your word of your business, where yeah. you give them this whole experience? Take take people through that part of of what you do. So you mean the classes? Yes, the the sausage yeah. making sausage or the other classes that you do too. Yeah. I know the bacon 101, summer sausage 101. Uh, Worst 101 and whole hog butcher. So those people, we, we kind of, you know, we get, we capture those people. We get their emails and, and we kind of follow them. And, uh, you know, my classes revolve uh, in Herman on Friday nights uh, during this time of year. Tuesday nights in Fulton, we're just getting that started in Fulton. I have not had the first class yet in Fulton. And so I've had people ask, so we're going to do it. But those classes revolve usually around. I'd like to get about 30 people. Uh, I do 20, but most of the time I'm pretty full. And uh, those people who take my classes, we track them, and that they're our most loyal customers. And they come back. And when they come back to visit us, they don't. They do not come by themselves. They bring more people. And uh, I don't remember them, but they remember me. And, and we'll talk and whatever. And they'll buy more and they'll eat and bring people with them. And then those people will bring more people. So those people who take my classes, honestly, they go out into the world and they become my messengers. And, uh, you know, that creates a lot of lot of messengers out there in the world. And uh, and then we also hit all on the social media thing and, and get that all out there. So And those classes, they're very, very tiresome, but they're very rewarding. And I like to do them. Uh, it just, it's just another way to promote the business. And then if they ever need something, if they ever need something or want something or just want information, they're going to call you. They're going to call you. You're the one they're going to call because they've been in the front of the store. They've been behind the store and, and making sausage and they see the facility. They, they like what they see and smell and taste and do. And I've had people come in, you know, honeymooners on Friday night, date nights. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. We ask people where they're from, uh, your name and why you're here. And we have fun with it all. They get a goodie bag, and inside the goodie bag, uh, they, if they graduate from class, they get they get they get a, a, a packet of seasoning that's in their bag. 
So we always have fun at the end of class. And I'll tell folks that, folks, if, if, that, if that bag of seasoning, and it'll say worst house graduate seasoning or something like that on the worst house graduate seasoning, the folks, if that's not in your bag, your goodie bag, you did not graduate, you know, so I'll tell them, dig deep. And they'll tear that bag up with that packet of seasoning, you know. And then we give them a sack stick and all my information, uh, business cards, uh, calendar of events going on, other classes. Your season information is in the goodie bag and a snack stick to get them home or, or at least get them to the parking lot, you know. So they have fun with that. I have fun with that. And when they leave, they're smiling, shake their hands. Plus, they'll spend a lot of money in the store. Right. They, they don't just leave empty-handed. I mean, they pay for the class. I started out with that class at $39, and now I'm doing $99. But I didn't know where to, you know, six years ago when I started this class, I didn't know where to price it at. But I found out I was too cheap pretty quick. There was a lady down the road, around the corner, and she was doing cookie classes. And for cookie classes, um, you get a dozen cookies that you made in class, and she was charging 49 bucks. And I'm doing meat products. Yeah. <laughs> I'm charging 39 bucks. I said, oh, my goodness. Now I know what I'm going to do. So I, but as I raised the price, I'm now at $99. And I keep on adding things to the class. So... It's, it's, it's more value for them. You know, instead of giving them one drink, I'll give them two drinks. Um, and then the meal, the desserts. And just and just, and just just my time has become more valuable, too. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I charge them for that. And, and they pay that. And, and they're happy when they leave. Like, I, I can't believe it. For for you, Mike, a lot of these people coming in, is it St. Louis, Kansas City? Where, where do they all come from? I'm sure you can probably get people from all over the country sometimes, too. Yeah, I... I I've had a lot of people, St. Louis, Kansas City, the bulk of them, and in between. Uh, but I've had them as far away as Georgia and Tennessee. Um, and they'll call. They'll call, and they, you know, they'll stay in Herman for the weekend. Or, or, or if they're close by, they just come in for the night. I prefer them to stay in Herman for the weekend because then I get to see them every day that they're here in town. They come back, you know. Micah, do you enjoy, you know, doing so many different things? When I talk to so many small processors, you've got to wear so many different hats. Can you describe, like, you, you talked earlier about your 12 to 14 hour days. I'm assuming it's just a love that that's why you keep doing it and you, you wear all these hats. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopelessly devoted to this industry. You know, I guess 10, 12 years ago, I thought about doing something else when I worked for somebody else for 45 years. And I, I quit that job for forty after working there for forty five years, and I thought, well, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a career change. At that time, I was fifty two or fifty three. I said, well, I'm going to do a career change. Now's the time. And I thought, well, what can I do? And I thought about selling cars. Oh, that's a horrible decision. Couldn't couldn't sell nothing, but you know, so that I, I can sell meat or I can sell sausage or I can sell bacon. So that's what I'm that's what I'm destined to do, and and that's what I like to do. And that's what I'm good at, and that's what I enjoy. It's not a job. It's just a, it's it's almost a recreation some days to me. Uh, not every day, but, but some days it's just a recreation to me. Tell me a little bit about the team behind behind all this. I know you've you've got a well knit uh, team of of people that you've built up over the years. Yeah, I do. I got a good core, and uh, so when you have a good core, you you know you try to keep them. You don't want anybody to steal them. Um, you know, it's like having a a star quarterback, and then then somebody else gets your star quarterback, and, and that quarterback comes back and, and beats you in the Super Bowl. 
you know, that, that'd be a bad feeling. So I don't want to lose any of my, any of my team players. And so what I try to do is have somebody, several people who are, who are 18 players, they, they start the important games. And I got B team players. They, they're kind of behind the scenes a little bit. And, and then, you know, other, other players behind, behind those scenes. So I, I try to have the same, uh, uh, or similar quarterbacks in each position, in each location. And then, then I'll have the running backs. I mean, I'm using football lingo because it's just Super Bowl, right? Right. And the Chiefs, and the Chiefs won, right? That's right. So, <laughs> so I, I, I use, because I like sports, I, I used to play sports, whatever, but, uh, you know, I feel like I'm the coach. Um, and so uh, I, I need to coach people to fill those positions at each location. And then I'll have, I'll have backups as a running back or a backup tight ends or whatever. So I have those core people, and and I give them pretty good free reigns, and they they know what they're doing. I'll, I'll look at them, I'll question them sometimes, and I'll, I'll make sure they're doing the way I want things done. And then over the course of a season, like if it's football season, you gotta you gotta train them again because they kind of go off center sometimes. So you just gotta keep on looking at them. I don't do I don't do the actual work anymore. Um, although today I'm slicing cabbage. Uh, or big catering job, 300 people on Thursday night uh, for red cabbage. Uh, but I, I enjoy getting the knife in my hand. I don't do that much. Um, but, yeah, so I just try to keep the, the star players happy. Don't let anybody steal them. Treat them right. And uh, and it's, it's worked. I did want you to talk a little bit about uh, the competitions. Uh, how much – you know, you guys have been very accomplished with that. Uh, how does that help shape the rest of your build business, though, a lot of times, too, where, you know, you probably get new ideas by seeing other people's things and, you know, always changing when you're trying to compete and uh, do things? Yeah. So the competition side, I mean, when I was a kid, like many other kids, when you're little, you know, you want to be a ball player or you want to be a, a football player or, or you want to be an astronaut. You know, if you're an astronaut, your goal is the moon. If you're a ball player, your goal is the World Series. If you're a football player, it's the Super Bowl. Well, I was never good enough to be any of those guys. So, you know, my my Super Bowl or my World Series is sausage and meat. And so that's that's where I'm at, and that's, I'm okay with that. But that's how I take it as that kind of seriousness to me. Um, that's my Super Bowl, my, my World Series, you know. And so... I also use it as a learning tool for myself, but you know, I'm not going to be making every product that, that we enter. So I use that as a, as a stepping stone to have somebody make something and then they enter it. And then if it wins or they learn something, but that's how I know if I'm passing on all the correct knowledge that I need to pass on to one of my, one of my coworkers. Um, that's, that's a bigger thrill than anything because I've won enough awards and I know I can win those, but I don't need to win those. I just, I just kind of want to be the face and let, let somebody else start winning all those awards. So that's a benchmark to see if they're keeping the quality up. And I always try, you know, you take those awards, you hang them on the wall, you put press releases out, and then you talk about them, social media, blow it up a little bit because that's your Super Bowl. You know, that's your, that's your World Series. That's a bit. And so I've always tell folks that, you know what, 
the judges who judge my products, most of those judges who judge my products don't buy my products. I say, you know, who buys my products? You folks. You need to see if the other judges got it, got it right. And if they get it right, the, the people come to the store, they'll buy something. They'll buy it. Right? So that's my kind of my deal is, you know, come on over here and sample taste this, see if the other judges got it right. But who's going to turn that down? You know, they're going to go sample. If they like it, they're going to buy it. Make sure to check out the latest stories from the monthly print edition and online at meatpoultry.com. Make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, all by searching at Meat Poultry. And if you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us. All right, that's it for this time, folks. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.